Okay, and welcome back. This is the fourth and final part of this multiple-part uh, uh, wrap of the 2021 season. I'm Tony Lightfoot once again, and uh, just change it up a little bit. Vincent Stadelbau. Welcome back, folks. Last stretch. Three oh. more tournaments to go. All right, then. And Alice as well. Hi, everyone again. <laughs> All right, then. So, yep, the, the big... The big, huge one for all the cheese, uh, the World Championships uh, being held at uh, Big Daddy. Uh, yes, the one. Well, well, we call the Nationals the Big Daddy. We got it. We got it. Oh no, Nationals got... Big Mama. World's is Big Daddy. Okay, all right then. World's a bit, you know, like a, a, a meaner tone to it. You know, it's a bit more intense. It's a Big Daddy. But I didn't. But I didn't see an awful lot of that intensity at the World Championships because I mean, people were just happy. First of all, to have a World Championships to start off with, and secondly, to have a World Championships at a better than decent site, you know, with uh, with the uh, with Jack and Lilani Travers pointing on over at Sunset Lakes, you know. So I mean, I mean, both of you actually skied in it. Uh, I mean, I didn't. I'm probably nowhere near a World Championships, even even if I was in the next uh, one. In next the, one, you got two years to get in shape. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, I'd need to need to drop about sixty pounds and then then get on a ski that's cooperative. But there you would go. Uh, what well, kind of what what kind of five did you get? Uh, both of you skiing the worlds because both of you came through with some pretty darn decent performances there. Oh, well, the worlds were uh, absolutely amazing. I mean, hats off to the drivers, and I, I can't imagine the work it took was uh, super super nice. A lot of people were there. The weather was absolutely perfect. Not too hot, not too cold. Blue sky every day um, was one of, I mean, the longest worlds I've been to and probably one of the longest worlds that ever happened. What's a six-day tournament, mm -hmm. uh, 200 plus entries, um, 109 men slalom skiers <laughs> was, uh, I can't remember, 14 series or something like that. At least nine. Uh, yeah, no, there were more. There were more even. Mm -hmm. more. Yeah, I think there was, the, you know, you're right, like 11 series or something like that. No, the worlds were absolutely incredible. The performance were through the roof. Um, Joe Poland obviously showed it, setting a overall world record. So that really, I mean, shows that it was excellent to ski. In yeah, that was in the first round because, I mean... Because because the setup for the world overall record, you have to ski all of the performances in the same round, you know. So I mean, that was kind of like spread out over a couple of days. But enough about Joel Pona for the moment, because we'll get to him later in 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 this description. What about you? Because you actually skied through thirty eight off and got a decent score into ten point seven five meters, and you were in the slalom final for a while. Yeah, well, for for a while, for like two hours. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, even more because oh, we, you know, we slept. Yeah, oh yeah, about maybe a day and a half. No, I did my season's best. I tied my PB of last year. Uh, I scored uh, two at ten seventy five, two at thirty nine off. Was my first time running thirty eight of the whole year, and still the only one I ran this year, unfortunately. Um, I skied very good. The conditions were perfect. I was very happy with my performance. Uh, was it expected? Not really. I mean, I was skiing pretty good in practice um but it's it i mean it it's hard it's hard to know what you're gonna do on the water when you when you've been webcasting luckily for me i skipped the first day of the tournament so it was still fairly yeah it was fairly fresh um 
it was an easy webcast day. So uh, thanks to Alice, I didn't have to do much, much computer. I woke up early, got everything up and running. Yeah. And then um, basically 30 minutes into the webcast, Alice took over and I went on my day and, 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 and tried to put the, the skier hat for... for the, mo- the most for challenging that. thing about this webcast was actually getting the internet connection because the, because the internet came in on a large antenna, which is all the way across the facility. Then we had to string some fiber optic cable with some Ethernet converters and all that kind of stuff to push it in. But once it, once it was in and once it was going... I mean, we oh, had the, top quality stuff. Yeah, the internet, the internet was very fast. It just comes in, as as Tony said, it comes in. Uh, well, if I convert to feet, it comes in about two thousand feet away from where the trailer was. It's a big, it's a big point-to-point antenna. They receive internet from the near town, probably Groveland or something like that. And and what they do is from that big antenna, they beam it with smaller antennas to to the houses that need it and, and, and the pro shop uh, jack but those those kind of smaller point-to-point antennas they're not really as reliable and they're not really as 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 fast of an internet as if we hook up straight to the antenna so yeah we hooked up straight to the antenna which that was a, that was quite a cable to pull because yeah. the cable went above the parking of worlds so we had to string it above the hangers here jack and then string it up in the trees and then go under the lake three out of the lake tree into cable ramps that we had um, rented under lake two which was the main tournament lake where slalom and jump were happening into the trailer mm-hmm. so yeah that was a little bit that was a cable that and obviously it's our internet cable so we 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 had to make sure that every single feet of it were going to stay was going to stay protected and it held up held up perfect yes it held up really really well and uh and i mean the performances you know were were absolutely simple simply out of this world i mean joel poland world overall record you know just recently been ratified so congratulations dane meckler. and dane, dane dane meckler i mean i mean who would have thought that he'd get through 41 off uh, for a first time Detrick in yeah. the runoff oh absolutely you know D- nate obviously i mean winning touching yeah, yeah the winning on top of this Touching the inside of two at 43, I mean, yeah. not only he did the best performance ever made at a world championship, but he was, I mean, almost at some point, well, the world record uh, uh, could have been almost possible at some point. Yeah, indeed. And there was multiple world championship records. And, uh, and then we see Alice, who made it through to the women's slalom final with a best score, you know, getting through 38 off and then putting uh, a... A, a score at least a third of the way into the next pass 39 and a half off yeah i'm still super excited about it honestly for me it was just a different scenario um as some people know i tried to help out as much as possible vince with the webcast um that tournament though i thought it was a little different for me it was like um an she actual... didn't help nothing as well <laughs> it was an actual world championship nothing. uh it was like five minutes from my home site um from swiss and the whole Italian team was coming there. Yeah, that's the thing. You had a whole team behind yeah, you. Which, I mean, you had... That you, was the main difference for you me. You had it's better, like, you had... Uh, it was not Mateo. just me hanging around, but I had, like, the physio coming with me, the doctor, my beta, the, the, my uh, my coach, and then um, just the rest of the Italian team. So I was like, well, I can't really, like, just leave and go help Vince for literally all day long when I know that all the physio and doctors, they will come here to really get us ready to perform our best. So what it is that I was, if Vince needed me, then I was going to go there and help. Uh, but 
on this tournament, I was more focused on myself. Um, which I'm not saying it's going to be like this all the time, but at this tournament, at the end, it paid off. Like, uh, I was very well treated from the Italian team and I didn't have a lot of expectation, even though for me as a skier, um, it was the very first year that in practice I ran, um, so many 38 or 11 meters and I never really ran so many. And this year, just before worlds, I was like getting into like 39 a little bit and I was like, Oh, that sounds great, but I don't want to have too high expectation in case anything was going to go wrong. But I go into worlds and I ski and I have Beth on the side. I have everyone kind of cheering for me. And uh, I had Mario Pigossi driving the boat, which I think he's one of the best drivers out there. He especially makes me feel really comfortable while skiing and um, kind of calm down at the end of each pass. Um, so I knew I had to run 11 to make it into the final. It was just like, well, I mean, to make it into the top 12. I don't know how many boys it was going to be to make the final at 39, but I knew I had to run 11. I was like, just now, Mario was telling me, you know, like just, just one buoy at a time, just as Wade says, what does Wade say? <laughs> just be, be patient, be, be patient, patient, be you know? patient. So, be you patient. know, I've been trying to change a lot of my technique this year, and uh, I have a, I had a slow gait, meaning like a good gait. I was not slow, but like I didn't rush it, and I just turned one and I turned two. And then four, I was like, I, don't, I didn't even feel it, but like Tony once he watched the world because he was like, oh man, I thought you were going down because he, he, I turned so aggressive, my ski almost blew out, but then I hold on and then I was so late to six ball, but I was like, I made it until this far, I have to run it. Just rip it and rip it. Exactly. And then I run the pass. I was like, oh my God, I'm so happy. But I was like, okay, now I need to be patient. I wanted to make sure that everything was confirmed. Everything went through and then I go to 39 and the only thing I had in my mind was like, so my PB before that, it was one and a half. And the only thing I had in mind was like Vince in the prelims, he did two at 1075. <laughs> I have to do like him. We, I just cannot do less. We get pretty competitive. Uh, yeah. I mean, I know I ski at 55, he skis at 58, but we're kind of at the same level with rope. Um, he used to run more 38. faster just so yeah. everyone knows. So. He used to run more 38s than me in tournaments. Um, but I know that, like, I'm a lefty. I know that if I have a good gait, I might just end up the two. And that's what I did. I just believed in me. I was like, now you're going to go just hard and crank one ball because you're a lefty. Just hold on. And then I almost fell a two, but I made it. All right, then. So, and that also contributed to your overall, right? Yeah, I mean... Um, Honestly, I didn't come into the tournament thinking about my overall at all. I was like, well, slalom first, and then trek is my second best discipline. So I was like, Despite try to do your best. the fact that you used that to qualify for the Masters right. earlier on in the season. <laughs> right. And then jump was just out there. I didn't have many expectations. I always want to jump well, even though I don't practice much, I have to say. But at the end, with my slalom score, my trick score, and my jump score, uh, I'm not sure what I ended up. Maybe six or yeah overall, overall or definitely like top 10 and yeah around, around but i six, definitely had score. a chance and i was like jump is definitely not my discipline um every year i say it's like i'm gonna stop jumping but at the end if i would have jumped just a little further you know who knows you know third or fourth spot might have been possible yes indeed you know and uh, all the uh, all the emotions that's happened at the world championship that was the the nicest you know i mean 
at every tournament obviously we got we got skiers that are upset and skiers that are happy but at the worlds it's it's very nice to be able to capture the extra emotion that are happening at the lake through our cameras which i think we, we that's where we did the best at, at the worlds is try to get as much of this as possible you know and you know what kind of struck me about the Worlds, and I'll get to the other results here because they're certainly worth mentioning. I, f I felt with the World Championships, it was it was more of a homecoming than anything else, like a homecoming of like some of the best best skiers who are currently skiing matched up with the best skiers that have ever skied. I mean, us. I, I mean, I, no. I mean, as busy as I am on the mic, I mean, I don't get an awful lot of time to actually walk around and talk with a lot of people. But I saw Carl Reberge, I saw Sammy Duvall, I saw Ricky McCormick, I saw a whole a whole bunch of Paul some Seaton. of Paul Seaton. Yes, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I mean, you mentioned Paul Seaton, and I did did highlight him. But I mean, he was my original coach, and he was the one who took Andy Mapple from Lucky Low was you know like Lucky Low was there. You know, I mean that. I mean. Basically, anyone that's had an impact in the sport of tournament water skiing was pretty was pretty much there. Uh, you know, either competing or watching at the World Championships, and that it was when... a combination of everything. Obviously, it was was in Florida, um, was at a very well established ski school that everyone knows at uh, the Travers, um, and and it was also the most uh, the way the worlds the way the criteria to ski worlds were designed was was the ones that attracted the most skiers so between the conditions the amount of skiers made really uh and everyone that came and made, made it a very nice show yes indeed you know and uh going into the results i mean that we saw nate won win the slalom dorian llewellyn won the tricks which i felt was a little bit of a surprise i mean it, it basically people were falling left right and center in the men's final i, I, I still can't believe you know, so many of those skiers came up short, you know, but in the end, you've got, you had Dorian Llewellyn. Uh, Jake Abelson in third place, you know, which was the, which was the surprise package, you know. I, I, to this day, I remember giving him, giving the rest of the, uh, the medal winners champagne and I gave him sparkling apple juice he's on the podium. He's also a great guy on the mic, huh? He That's is. amazing. He, yes, he's, he's great on the mic. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I, and I keep watching the webcast again. I think we need to get a higher chair for him, you know, because his head, head barely, barely got up above Electronic the Electronic chair, press a button, go higher and, and Yeah, lower, in, and indeed. So, yeah, so Ryan Dodd, only tournament of the year, jumps over 70 metres, wins, wins that title. Jacinta Sasha. wins for the fifth, fifth, sixth, fifth. Fifth time, fifth Sasha time, fifth time. Overall, yeah. Sasha, then winning overall. Yeah, and then we got Anna Gay winning tricks, you know, and then uh, Jamie Ball winning slalom, you know. So I mean, that was that was a tournament for the ages. Jamie Ball winning slalom, being one of the youngest uh, women to ever win an open title. Yeah, um, tied, tied, I believe, with Whitney. Whitney yes. was like twenty or twenty-one when she won in Canada, but I mean, Jamie not only win worlds, which was incredible, she won it. And I mean, you 21 can, years old. And I mean, you can pull statistics uh, left, right, and center from that event. Sasha Daniel Sky, like winning the uh, the overall. Joe Poland winning the overall. Second British skier ever to win the men's overall after Mike Hazelwood way back in 1977. You know, and like the team Canada was the were, were the winners, and then USA and Ryan then, Dodd winning for like the, what the third time in a row. Something like that. You know, the United States were actually in third. Great Britain was actually in second. You know, so I mean that was uh, that was a uh, uh, very very pleasant. That made to me Tony happy. Yeah, that made yeah made me extremely happy. You know, and just being a part of that. You know, with all the reaction 
from the world championships you know we did a good job you know with that oh, this year the way the way i mean it was incredible i mean three worlds the same year that's already something that usually doesn't happen because mm -hmm. they make sure that the under 21s are not going to be the same years at open because usually there's a lot of under 21 skiers skiing the open as well and three worlds and three worlds not only in the u.s but in florida that was uh i mean that was a lineup, you know, under 17, under 21 at Corey, open at, um, at Jack. And, and, and luckily for us, we were able to webcast all those three worlds. I mean, that was, um, so, that was something. So after I folded up my red jacket after the, uh, the, the award presentations, I thought I looked pretty spiffy in that, to be honest. The next day came folding up the stuff, and then we realized the weed growing at the bottom of the lake doesn't really help so far as retrieving the cables was concerned. Yeah, no, we had a, we had a rough, uh, rough wrap. We had a, we had, we had two things. We had a very good party, which made it a rough wrap. And, and the site, as, as Tony said, they had, they have quite a bit of weeds at the bottom of the lake that all wrapped around the cable and it, it took lit we were wrapped actually we were wrapped sunday night basically the day of the event we were already wrapped before the banquet started we just had to wrap all the cables that were in the lake which i mean obviously it's a bit of work but normally you knock that thing down in two hours and it took us six because of all the weeds okay. but it's good it's just it's a good good old reminder of what it takes indeed all right then two more tournaments to come and then the season's wrapped okay we've got mastercraft pro Another Can, tough one with the weather, isn't it? Yeah, another one, certainly. I mean, two-day two day competition, uh, what was it? it was slalom and jump. Friday, Saturday, wasn't it? Friday, Saturday, slalom and jump. Second mm. years, they, they put it on, put on my Mastercraft in action. Over at Ski Fluid, yeah. Over at Lake Drew. Lake Drew. Drew. Okay. And the weather played a significant part in this because uh, the wind was blowing rain up and down. Wind. Rain and wind, you know, I mean... And I mean, they do a good job, you know, putting putting on this competition. And as a matter of fact, the wind was so strong and so intense that they actually moved the jump from their original position to the alternate position, so that so the skiers could actually take advantage of that headwind. And despite the wind and the rain, Jacinta Carroll. Yes, absolutely. First ever female competitor to go over two hundred feet. Now there's now there's a bit of a backstory behind that one because she actually uh, produced that that jump in a third optional round. You know, she decided, okay, if, if I'm gonna go for the world record, I might as well get it done now under tournament what, conditions. Which was part of the tournament. The tournament was written before mm -hmm. that was gonna be an optional. There was round. gonna be an optional round by the end of, because uh, I think a lot of people get confused. They, they all think they added the round during the event. No, you're not allowed to do that, first of all. Uh, once the tournament is sanctioned for a certain amount of round, it needs to stick to that certain amount of round. Otherwise, the score that are happening in that round that wasn't sanctioned, well, can't count. But yeah, the tournament was sanctioned with that optional round, and, 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 she, and she jumped, and, and she did it. Yes, absolutely, with imagery that, uh, that was... Uh that was extracted from our, from our YouTube uh, presence, you know, and shown all across Australia, apparently, you know, so well done to Jacinda Carroll. Uh, the win winner of the, the men's jump was uh, Freddy Krueger, I believe. Yes. And, yeah. and I mean, another great win for him. He still continues to bang out those distances and a uh, new timer, you know? Yeah, indeed. <laughs> and what about the slalom event? I mean, uh, Nate Smith, 
once again proving that he's uh, went a head and shoulders above everybody else at, the, at this moment. Reinforced his first place into the tour mm -hmm. by scoring uh, two at 41. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, and Regina won the slalom, right? And Regina won the slalom, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because Whitney was still... Running three. Running yeah. three at 39. Exactly. Whitney was still recuperating from, yeah. from the injury that she sustained at the World Championships. To, I, and, I and concussion, from what I heard also. Yeah, indeed. No, I mean, she gave it a good shot, you know. I mean, she, she cleared con concussion protocol enough to ski in the finals, but obviously the injury to her eye was just right. too much for her to continue on in the World Championships and indeed the remainder of the season. You know, so, and, and I mean, you skied in that event as well in the slalom. I mean, just give us a sense of how how rough the conditions were. I mean, because the first two thirds of the course after the dock was okay, but once you got to the exposed part of the lake, then it got really, really bumpy in a hurry. Yeah, basically, so how the lake is built is that it's uh, a man-made lake and then it's closed until basically the last two, three buoys of the course, and then it opens up. And that's where the wind comes in. So basically, you ski through quarter of the course. Um, that is, it's still windy, but it's mostly like on the body and not really on the water. And then as soon as the lake opens up, you really feel the choppy waves um, running through the ski. And then it's like it gets more unstable to your skiing. Um, you just you know it's there, but it's really hard to think about it while skiing. That oh, at five and six, now I'm gonna have wind, right? Mm -hmm. So that was the hard part for me and. Um, just making sure I knew it was not going to be a big score, but just making sure I would still uh, be strong on the water. And um, yeah, I mean, it's just try to do my best. It's always rough, but at the end, um, the best skier always ski. I mean, not their best, but always ski great on this condition. And it's always a good practice. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, hard condition, but it was at the end turned out a good tournament. It was good. Uh Obviously, I should have mentioned this a little bit earlier, but one of the things that we we put into the webcast a little bit, and I mean, you don't necessarily hear it too much, Tim, too much spoken about it, but our communication between the trailer and the announcing desk right now, because for those of you eagle-eyed people, you're seeing the headphones and the microphones and all that kind of stuff, but you don't see the little devices underneath the 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 Henry uh, the the Henry pods, you know, which. You know, I don't know if any of you have actually picked up a radio or a CB radio or that kind of stuff. But when you, whenever you're trying to communicate to someone and you're trying to, trying to want to say things loudly and clearly, it doesn't come through on the other side uh, uh, very, very well. Our internal communications took a 1,000% took a boost uh, this year. And, it, and I think it really showed because, you know... I can I can hear the intense tones of 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 Vince, you know, with his technical directing, and then I hear the soft melodic tones of of Alice whenever she took over, you know. I'm I'm definitely awake behind the computer for for those who wonders, and 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 I make sure that everyone in the crew stays awake through my little talkback. <laughs> and what about you? Was that was that a uh, was that a change you were comfortable with as well? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely not behind the screen uh, in the main screen as much as Finn. So every time I talk, well, I talk normal. I'm uh, very clear and patient. Um, but I'm not in the same position if like something rush happened or like you're in the middle, like oh something like came up. Um, so the situation is different, of course, and then you react different as well. I mean, but... co communication is really key in what in what we do, and I think it it helped a lot being uh, being uh, 
being more efficient and just delivering a better product. And I think we, I think we're pretty good at, at, uh, at, uh, at keeping it only to what, what it needs you know there's not much jokes happening through talkbacks it's yeah usually, and also there's already so much stuff happening you don't really we try and keep us keep it light as much as possible yeah you, you don't know? really talk if you don't have to or you don't really do something if and you the don't good have thing that i really like is that people time. don't even notice you know it's like uh for example with tony tony says his headphones and he just talked with him um instead of like from a radio everyone would hear what you say it's like personal, but also like Tony just keeps talking um, while hearing Vince, um, which definitely not an easy thing to do. Um, yeah. So I really yeah, like that part. You, you got very good at at sometimes. Yeah, just ju just tuning down that return it. knob yeah. a little bit. No, a little. Sometimes little. I'm blown away. If you if, if if you guys would would know, sometimes I'm having full full sentences that I'm saying to Tony while he's talking to the audience, no problem. And uh, and still somewhat listens, I guess. Mm -hmm. pretty, pretty yeah, it it, ta it takes a while to convert and to actually get used to that kind of thing as well, you know. But uh, but I just love love the way that Alice counts me down from commercials, and we're we're to you in Tony, three, three two, two, and one, and you're back. <laughs> but there you I'm, go. I'm not so. And there is this Tony, you're up. <laughs> I'm not so sad. But there you go. So we've got the master guide to the palm trees. Yep, to the palm trees of my the Greater Miami Ski Club. You know, first time I've been there, but certainly not not the first time for many of our competitors. You know, I mean, this is the place to go to in the Miami area to ski. You know, and the setup. Andy tied his own world record over there back in the days. Yeah, absolutely. And which Nate um, equaled that score at at the at the event and the nationals they had there like way way back in the 60s you know i mean this is like a five uh, five uh, course facility all running in the one direction they have one going in the east west and they've got a jump lake and everything all right underneath the flight path of miami international airport which was really the the pilot place for amendment lakes huh? mm -hmm. uh, from what i heard a lot of people told me that yeah the, all the man-made lakes kind of yeah i mean miami the Greater Miami Ski Club showed that Man Made Lake was the way to go, and 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 kind of showed the the me the, the measurements that were needed, at least in width. Yeah, and every and every morning that we got there, we were like playing Miami from Will Smith, a full blast, <laughs> full blast, and got five a.m. in the car, Tony and myself. We we're getting in the Miami mood. There you go. And and I tell you, I mean that was I mean that was the last event for the trailer for the season. You got everything situated there. Wrapped uh, up our wrapped up the twenty twenty one season, Miami. Yeah, and did. yeah, and it was and it was a real good event. And this and these lakes, you know, they were they were dug out to provide the earth and the embankments for the for the uh, for the uh, roads around that. Turnpike. For the roads, yeah, the turnpike, uh, the interstate, and I think uh, the causeway or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and, and for Miami International Airport itself. But uh, but yeah, uh, it it it, w it was a good event, you know. I mean, there was a, there was a nice little restaurant at the first end of the time, lake. For, you know? for, was the first time that they put on a pro event uh, mm -hmm. there recently. It was a really good vibe for the last yeah. tournament uh, in Miami. Hats really off to good Gonzalo people. Pesquera, yeah. resident of the Greater Miami. Yeah, it, it was real good, you know. I mean, and we... they already registered for next year. We're Absolutely. going there normally November third and fourth or something like that. No, November oh, at the November, end, first weekend okay. of November. November, you know. So, uh, so I mean, we've got a full season coming up ahead of us in 2022. But let's round up this one, Miami. Uh, with I mean, they had had some really good scores. 
uh, we, we had Montavon. That's yeah, the performance of the weekend. Yeah, we'll get to her in, 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 a, in a moment. But, I mean, they had to kind of shorten the format because of the, the lack of sunlight because, it, I mean, it just took place in November, you know. At so, 6 p.m. it started, you know, yeah. You know, and, it, and it was a little rolly there which necessitated the need for an extended drop period on, on each end of the course, wasn't that right? Yeah, yeah. So they ran, I believe, 70 or 75 second wait time, which... Um, as people know, there's a wait time. There's a time in the boat that goes off when the skier exits the exit gate. Uh, it triggers in the exit gate, not not when the boat actually stops at the end of the lake, but at the exit gate. And normally in tournament is about 45 seconds. You set that wait time in relation to basically yes, the backwash on the lake. How fast can you go without making the lake any rolly? And there, just the fact that it's it's, yeah, it's, that lake's been dug quite a long time ago. They haven't really redone the, the shoreline, so it, it, it had a little bit more of a backwash, yeah, especially in tournament when you got so make much... Make it nicer a little bit for the yeah, skiers. when you got so much skiing going on. They wanted to make sure the conditions were good. So they set it to 70, which obviously adds up a little bit to, to taking more times per skier. Yeah. Yes, and uh, the, 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 uh, the, the tournament ended up uh, being run very, very well. Uh, Unfortunately, though, uh, at least for Lice, uh, was... First one out. First one out. Darn it. First one out. I haven't really counted, out. but now it's, a, it's been a couple of uh, tournaments that <laughs> I've been the very first one out of the finals. Um, I knew what I had to do. we got to change formats for next year, you know. <laughs> we got to say wherever Lice is, well, the one after is, is out. I mean, it was a good <laughs> tournament. Uh, I, know, I knew the conditions were a little bit hard. I knew what I had to do. Um, in that specific round, I knew I had to do Paige because in the first round, well, she skied a little bit worse than me, so she was ahead of me on the second round. And I know I knew that to make it into the final, I had to beat her. And she goes out, and I believe she does two and a half at eleven thirty-eight off. Um, so I knew I had to equal her score, and I was really focused. I was like, get just a little bit of a good one, and then be patient and two, and just make it to three. And then unfortunately, did the, that did didn't happen. Um, but yeah, it's K Sara you know. Yeah, I'll learn from it and hopefully get stronger. You know, it was uh, it was it was just one of those strange tournaments, I guess. But uh, the uh, the champions, uh, Nate Smith, again, uh, uh, coming through with a win in that event, and rather surprisingly, I mean, given the circumstances between between herself and whoever she was faced with in the final, Elizabeth Montavon comes through and wins the Miami Pro. She performs at the last events, huh? Because last year, she did her first pro podium. But she got second, right? At Mastercraft, which mm -hmm. was the last event of the 2021, uh, 2020 season, sorry. Yeah. And this year, she did her first pro win at the last event of the 2021 season. I don't know. She always said that... She's a late know, bloomer she, in this she season. She worked really hard <laughs> this season. And I think she was also very happy, first of all, to be in a runoff with Je uh, Regina but also to have run so many uh, 11 or 38 off in a single tournament. Um, she's a great skier, but you know, sometimes it just happened that she doesn't run it sometimes. And this tournament she did multiple times um, and found herself yeah, in a runoff against Regina. And then... Hang on a second. I, I, I think I'm getting tunes from her own podcast, invading <laughs> this one, you know, because you almost describe verbatim exactly what she oh. said, you know. So I, I don't know whether you listen to a Ski yeah. or Die podcast, but uh, but certainly uh, a maiden win in the uh, 
in the Miami Pro, and that was the end of the season, you know. So, uh, so what was it? Jamie Ball uh, got the uh, the women's uh, water ski pro tour, uh, women's overall slalom title, when Nate Smith uh, did the same for men's. Yeah, girls, uh, Jamie Ball, pro tour champ, second with the McClintock, and third, Madame Costar. Mm -hmm. And then the guys, we got uh, Nate Smith first, Freddie second, and then we had a very, very, very tight spot uh, between. What ended up Will third and Tigas fourth. They were going back and forth the whole season. There, were, there was nothing to separate them except for the fact their sixth best score out of the entire season. Because yeah, we you, you, took, you took five towards the season standings. And eight, so, eight. so the way the Pro Tour works uh, for, for, for everyone is we take the five best performance um, that uh, five best placement made throughout the season and they were actually perfectly tied with 216 points each so we had to go down to the sixth tournament which uh, will actually ended up uh, i believe one spot above tigas which put will third of the of the pro tour but i mean that really shows how competitive the field is and how competitive will and tigas are still now yeah, indeed. I mean, and, and uh, it was a great season, you know, and, uh, and you know, after the event, it, it didn't take me that long to, uh, to write, uh, write, write my post on Facebook because it was basically based upon the, the speech that I, that I wrote about a few days before, you know. With which was excellent. Uh, which, which was okay. I mean, it wasn't my best work, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, the one, uh, when I was writing it, I was trying to make sure that it didn't do, I, that I did, didn't do two things. One, uh, to to actually mention by name anyone that would that was actually involved in the organization and all the on all the various things. Okay, because if I start mentioning people, then You're gonna forget one. then you I'm going to forget one or two or that kind of thing. And you know, and the one and the one phrase that gets banded around, and this is the second thing, is the is, are the two words thank you. You know, because I I don't think thank you is good good enough really to to express our gratitude for what had been a fantastic season by all of these guys you know so th those are the two no, things def that definitely mind. it takes tremendous amount of, of of people to do what we do i can't as, as tony said i can thank the crew and everyone enough for 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 really the the i mean it's not just work is you got to dedicate it's a lifestyle you know what we do and 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 uh and a lot of the, uh, I mean, the whole crew has been dedicating their life now for many, many years to, to TWBC. So definitely hats off to that. And to all the tournament organizers that obviously trust us with their event and, and, mm -hmm. and, and giving exposures to, to their event. And we hope we gain their trust and we hope... Nearly 400 hours. To, yeah, 400 hours of webcast. Yeah, I mean that... I mean well, that. <laughs> Every hours felt like felt like 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 a mountain, but I mean, if you do step by step, and we're we were prepared and and we got through it, and I'm looking forward for for next year. We're gonna obviously work hard this winter on 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 technical stuff, but also trying to make TWBC a bit more uh, financially sustainable. So we're gonna try to get a bit of webcast sponsors to make sure we're able to keep doing what we're doing. And I mean, and I mean that goes alongside the Warski Pro Tour as well, because they're obviously looking for like a seasons-long sponsor that that can actually 
sustainably sponsor the entire encompass the whole and and doing the whole thing you know and and in order to do that you've got to tick some certain boxes you know i mean it can't be one boat company for the entire season can't be one one ski company for the entire season nothing that's really directly water ski related you know and 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 i'm guessing going forwards that's what that's what we at twbc and the water ski pro tour should be striving for going forward you know that's that's the big picture. There's a, there's a very good, it's, it's small, but it's, it's good ecosystem happening in the industry of skiing with, with brands supporting different events and both companies supporting different events. And, and TWC and Water Ski Pro Tour obviously don't want to change that ecosystem that's already running and that's running mm-hmm. well enough to have all those events. So, so that's, that's part of... Uh, of our work is to go and bring and bring new new sponsors to 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 the industry which slowly they've been they've been they've been coming so hopefully we're gonna keep exploring that a lot this winter and that's gonna be the biggest task of this winter is to find more money for the sport of water ski so if you represent an energy company or an airline or any other big industry player like that please get in touch with uh, vince please dial uh, 800 uh, twbc (laughs) (laughs) something like that no but get in touch with us definitely if you got some spare cash call me all right then so anything you'd want to say before we round off uh, liche i just want to say this was a long year grid of um tournaments uh many tournaments going on and um one thing that I have to say about the webcast and you guys especially that you you're never satisfied but in a good way. I think you always want more even though people say oh it's amazing. You guys always want more. You always want perfection. Um and I think this is really needed for the sport. This is um something that is going to bring you guys and the sport to the next level and um that's what we want to see in the future, you know. All right, then. And with that, uh, we'll round off this fourth and final part. Uh, Anything you want to add, Vincent? Ciao for now. That's my line. That is my line. I'm stealing it. Ciao for now. Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen for now. (laughs) All right. Auf Wiedersehen jetzt. Here we go. Okay, something like that. Anyway, <laughs> whatever. Okay. We got a real uh, German on the side. See you in 2022. See you in 2022, indeed. That's Alice, that's uh, Vincent, and I'm Tony Lightfoot. That represents uh, the uh, the balance of this uh, this podcast, the final podcast of a four-parter. And until next time, it is, I'm stealing it back, ciao for now. Thank you for listening to the TWBC Podcast. Be sure to check out our website at waterskibroadcasting.com. Links to our presence on major social media platforms can be found there, as well as updates to our webcast and this podcast. Duplication or rebroadcasting of this broadcast without written consent of TWBC is prohibited. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to join us next time for the next edition of the TWBC Podcast.